Welcome back, everyone, to Coast to Coast, the hockey podcast. I'm here, uh, Danny. I am your co-host. I'm joined with my buddy and other co-host, March. March, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well. It's been raining out here in Vancouver, so uh, it's a little chilly in my room at the moment. But uh, yeah, doing good. How about yourself? It's been an awesome week. Uh, we've got a tremendous show lined up for today. Um, you know, uh, personally wise, I've, it's been going well for work and uh, also been a, a well, kind of the, the opposite here. It's a heat wave in Calgary and mm. um, been doing, enjoying <laughs> a lot of uh, indoor uh, time right now. So what do, you, what do you call those things? The Chinooks or something? Well, the Chinooks, they only happen in the winter, I, from oh. my understanding. But I'm already uh, imagining Calgary people throwing tomatoes at me for saying that. But I hope it's only... Um, <laughs> I only I hope it's only at uh, a winter thing. I think it's only a winter. But anyways. I think it might be. But nonetheless, uh, I'm not going to let this heat wave uh, keep me home. I'm going to uh, invest it in a inflatable uh, kayak. Um, so I can't wait to get that started. I have one of those and we might discuss that later on on how good those are. Okay, I hopefully um, better than the submarines, but okay. <laughs> okay, well, look, um, we have a very special guest today, uh, March. Uh, I'm not sure if you want to do the introductions or I can do it here, uh, but we are very, very fortunate and very lucky and happy to have Alex um, with us today. Uh, Alex is from Habs Fan TV. Um, Alex, uh, welcome to Coast to Coast. Thank you very much, boys. Really appreciate it. March, how about you fire us off here? Um, let's uh, let's do a Q and A with uh, with Alex and hang on, um, you know, get this started. Okay, sounds good. Um, so, Alex, uh, I guess I, I guess I'm just going to ask, um, what's a bit of a background on yourself, and and maybe dive into who's a part of your team over there at uh, at uh, Habs Fan TV. Well, I would say that you know. On, on myself, I mean, listen, I'm uh, 24 years old, uh, law student, uh, trying to pass the bar. That's where I'm at right now. Um, and I would say that, you know, the team right now, um, pretty much, you know, we have a group of three, four good cameramen that are that alternate a bit. You know, there's a guy named Médéric, Simon, uh, Dan, Ulysse. So those are the kind of guys that are that are there right now. In terms on the camera side, and obviously, you know, as my host, we've got Cédric Seguin, uh, the superstar, the 17-year-old superstar that we've got. Um, so <laughs> we're very, very lucky to have him. Um, and, you know, I also have a business partner. His name's Peter Alpert. Uh, he's in charge of mostly our sponsorships and our partnerships going forward. So that's what I would say the, the team looks like so far. Actually, wait, one, one more important thing. Holy yeah. And you guys may not realize this, but on Twitter, of course, uh, there's actually a, a girl who's also a law student that I've known for, for many, many years, and she actually tweets out with me. So sometimes you may be seeing stuff that I tweet out that it might actually be her, but because we get along so well, usually, you know, our views coincide. So that's, uh, that's the full team. Wow. And is it both of you running the, the Twitter account, or all three of you, uh, Cédric, yourself, and, and so and it's uh, for Twitter. It's uh, me and uh, me and her, and uh, the Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything is run by me. I, I edit the videos, I publish the mm. videos, um, I post everything. 
respond to messages. Jeez. Do you do this full time? Um, no, I don't do this full time, but it feels full time. Um, I'd have to say that, like you know, balancing everything <laughs> this year has been quite um, quite a balancing act. You know, I'm I'm studying my bar at the same time, so it's not something that people would conventionally do in my position. But um, I, I wasn't really willing to let go of this opportunity to, you know, for anything else, even even my bar. Jeez, I mean, what am I complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> we do this once a week, and I'm like, this is uh, it takes some time out of my day. My, my, <laughs> you got sponsorships, you got like a whole team behind you. I mean, wow, that's crazy. And then you guys were at the well. We'll get into it later, but you guys were you go you guys go to events and stuff like that too. So yeah, no, it's it's definitely a lot to handle. But you know, like this year, I've been trying to, you know, trying to transition some of the things to be given to other people. You know. To, to try and delegate a little bit better. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it's working out so far. You know, Cedric, you know, soon enough could maybe become the main host and maybe I don't have to be out in the freezing cold of minus 30 and I could just be editing from home. <laughs> I honestly would not mind. Like, I'm not, I'm not someone yeah. who's quite egotistical. So whether he's on the camera or I'm on the camera, I, I couldn't really care less as long as everyone's having fun. <laughs> That's pretty much the way I view it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, getting into, uh, you two, how did you both meet? So last year at the draft in Montreal. And I, if I may, I, I want the long version. You want the long version. One. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go. <laughs> I'm going to go and no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just, gonna I go just want to in detail on this one. Yeah. And I mean, it's a question that I, I get a lot because <laughs> it's like, how did this 17 year old end up linking up with the, this 24 year old? And it's pretty simple. Um, what happened was, uh, you know, after the draft, um, he, he came up to us, he wanted to do an interview. He did. And, uh, you know, s said, I don't know if you could tell him his personality, but he's very much like go getter, very much like, you know, the type of guy to, to, to know a lot of things. So mm -hmm. he was like, yo, Alex, like I, I know that, uh, certain players are saying at this hotel, if ever you want to try and interview them, like I can help you out, uh, like give me your phone number and I'll, and I'll text you. And at this point, I I'd never mm. really given out my phone number to anyone else because I was like, like, I feel like th there's some fans that like they like to message yeah, you all the time. Yeah. And like, I was like, uh, like, I hope he's not one of these kind of mm. fans. But I was like, OK, fuck it. Like, I'll I'll, I'll give it to him. And uh, yeah. so I, as I as I predicted, yes, he did call me about like 10,000 times uh, that night. And I was already like fully exhausted. <laughs> he's like, yo, Huberto's here. Yo, Dubis is here. I was like, oh, cool. But like, Cedric, I'm, I'm on my way back to Laval. Like, uh, there's not much, there's not much I can do here. He's like, oh, okay, but I'll message you. Mm -hmm. So like over the summer, like, you know, he would tell me about a bunch of things. He'd be like, oh, you know, I know the players, they play in this league. And oh, I know that uh, the players play in this. And honestly, it, it's something that, uh, that I really value that, that brings him a lot of value is he just knows about a lot of things. Like him and his dad used to, um, you know, get a lot of stuff signed. Like uh, his dad, like has like a nice personal collection. Mm -hmm. So he would know about all these things that I had yeah. absolutely positively no idea about. Uh, like I didn't know about the LSHL that we're doing content mm -hmm. for this, you know, every Monday and Tuesday, I, I knew nothing about all this stuff. So the kind of knowledge that he brought, I, I, I felt that, you know, he would be a good guy that maybe during the season could be, uh, could be interesting to have. So, um, there was one night at the beginning of the season where I couldn't make it 
And uh, I asked him, well, do you want to give a shot at being a host? Um, and he's like, sure. And he came really prepared. He, he did pretty well. He held his own for a, for a 16-year-old at the time. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, look, maybe maybe this is it. So ever since, well, that's that's the story of me and Sed. Jesus, like putting a a rookie on the first literally, line. literally. He he was he got thrown into the fire immediately. <laughs> I just a bunch of drunk people saying a all bunch of crap, and he he just sat there and he's like, "Go on, you, you, you tell me the story." But you know, like oh, he's I he's learning uh, he's learning pretty well. I would not be able to survive that. To tell you the truth, I don't have that personality. I don't. I would be like, "Holy heck, guys!" I think I'd I'd be in the middle of all those drunk Habs fans or whatever fans and and be like oh geez this is not it but hey good for him and he's made himself uh, a bit of yeah. a name there so that's good alex your story um feels a lot like uh, at home for myself um i also actually have a friend as well um for some reason i don't know why but she's been doing this for like at least 15 years i don't want to age her but like she's been doing at least for 15 20 years where she would go and meet players and and she knows where all the hotels are and which team books in which hotel and what time the bus gets there and and all of these things and you know when 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 she opened that world to me i kind of felt exactly the same way that you're describing on this podcast um it's just crazy how these people are connected um you know uh, but again I, i'm very gracious for her that uh, she was able to set me up with some of my all-time favorite players to meet and have pictures with them and stuff. So I, I really get the feeling that Cédric um, uh, kind of knew the same things that uh, this uh, this person. She knows who she is. She's probably listening, and mm-hmm. and, and she can recognize herself. But this is an awesome story. Uh, I don't have, good for you for setting that up. I don't have any connections like that. Like, geez, I've only met Jacob Markstrom, and the guy gave me a death stare. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's uh it's, it's probably in vancouver you thought uh, oh, you're trying yeah. to sell him something or something <laughs> that's the thing like i yeah, exactly. I, I also came into like the hockey space with zero connections like you know like i think like if you want to make it in sports media especially mm-hmm. in montreal you always have to kind of know someone yeah. so i kind of just got dropped in here mm-hmm. because this was my childhood dream um, and not really because I knew anyone. So yeah. everything that had to be done to, you know, meet players and all that stuff, it, it kind of had to be done at, at a grassroots level that uh, that I Absolutely. did not uh, anticipate initially, but turns out to be uh, where we're at now. Well, if I may, March, I'm not sure if you're going to agree with this statement, but uh, I'm going to have to say it anyways. I think like the uh, the age gap is a is a beneficial thing when it comes to partnerships um i i do have a age gap with uh, march and you know he really compliments a lot of things that i lack and, and vice versa so uh, i really get the the whole dynamic that you guys have oh for so, sure i agree and, and I'm, I'm i'm very yeah. thankful actually for him to be kind of in tune with what like you know that age group is into at the moment and what they're talking about and i, I think also just like the fact that he's younger like He's always down to do dumb shit that, like, I, you know, wouldn't necessarily do <laughs> on my own. Like, let's say, like, when, when we went to San Jose, like, yeah. putting on an in-and-out hat, like, all day, that's not something I would have typically done. Like, I'm not the type mm-hmm. to, like, put the attention on myself ever. So, 
I think like little things like that yeah. that have pushed us to to go ahead and do certain things. Like that's why that's why he's uh, you know he's super valuable to me. Awesome. Um, you kind of touched it on it. You, you, honestly, you're doing the work for us. You're like putting in the segues for ourselves. And I, and I promised the audience I did not share this, these questions with uh, Alex before. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like you mentioned, like it's your passion and whatnot. Like I wanted to know uh, how long have you been following hockey and, and you know, probably like your favorite players and uh, you personally and like your, your favorite Habs era as well. Like for me, that, that really tells a lot about, uh, about someone. Because um, the eras, they although they follow each other, they don't really resemble each other at all, in my opinion. So, wanted to get your opinion on all of that. Yeah, um, listen, I, I've been a I've been a Habsan since you know I, I've been born. I think everyone can probably say that, especially you know when you live in Montreal, you you grow up here, like you don't avoid it. Like my my room is like fully Habs out. Like if people, I, I've never shown my room, mm. but like I Ooh. could put Steve Dangle to shame type thing like i've got like i've got like <laughs> signed pictures of players everywhere and i've got like pucks and i have like all around the wall it's like in bleu blanc rouge like it it's a bit ridiculous honestly like now that i think about it like like how did i even bring a girl into my in, into my room like there's like it, it looks like i was gonna ask it, that actually it, it looks fucking <laughs> i'm like i was really gonna ask did, that like, how the how did i do that and like they still stayed with me i was like interesting yeah. but Otherwise, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I just, like, I loved, uh, I love the Habs. And I think, like, my favorite era is probably, like, the, the, the one that I probably remember the most is, like, probably from, like, 2010 to, like, 2015, 2016. I think that was my favorite Habs era because it's, like, the... So what's that, uh, March? Is that the, the, the Gianta Camilleri and stuff? Or Pretty much, don't, yeah. Don't ask me. I, I became a fan in 2013. He yeah. knows more than me. So pretty much 2010 okay. is like when we made it to the conference finals, when we when we took out the the, the Caps mm -hmm. and the Penguins, which was pretty insane. With like oh, yeah. an absolutely, yeah. yeah, I was there with an absolutely average team, like the most average of average teams, somehow made it to the conference final, and we lose to yeah. Philly, who was even more average, which was a bit disappointing, but. I think in that era, like, you know, the Habs were always making the playoffs. It was never a question of them not making the playoffs. They'd always give you, like, a first-round win against the Bruins. Um, and then 2014. Yeah, just to feel good. Yeah, and then, the... yeah, and then and then you know, it, it, it wouldn't continue. But, you know, like, let's say then 2014 rolls around. Carey Price is there. Uh, he puts the team on his back. And they make it to the to the, against the Rangers. And then, you know, obviously the, the terrible injury happens. Um, I think that was probably my favorite era because it felt like the Canadians, even though the team was not good enough, they just found ways to win. And I think it's, it's, it's something Absolutely. that this team is going to start to have to learn is that even if you're like not the best team and, you know, it's easy to excuse everyone and say, you know, well, listen, we, we don't have the best team right now and we'll get better in a few years. Well, listen, there's a team with Travis Moen that won a first round series. Okay. And that was the Montreal Canadiens. So, <laughs> I, not that not that I, yeah. I I don't I don't look at the other teams around in the Atlantic and I say like, well, they should be better than that. But I mean, like, you know, we had some pretty bad teams at some point. So, you know, I, I think there's oh yeah, there's, you don't have to there's, tell a, me there's a way that. to win. Yeah, and and the only thing, the last thing I'll say about like my my Habs connection is, um, I really took 
the PK Subban trade really badly at the time. Um, and it actually made me stop following hockey until 2021. So that's like my, my big wow. 2021. So my remember. is that like basically for three years I was out. Like I didn't live uh, Phil Dano. I didn't live Thomas Tatar. I didn't live those moments with other Habs fans because I had just mm. completely tuned out. Wow. I, I was watching soccer um, because even though like on, on the merits, I did agree with the Subban trade. Like he was obviously becoming a problem in the locker room. Well, let's not go you know, crazy here. Uh, this is the best way to get a fight between me and March. But, but, uh... No, but you know what? Like, I'm, I'm torn, but it's just like it, <laughs> it was the right move. But the problem is, is that you just traded a guy that literally would have died for this city. And when, when you see something like that 100%, happen, 100%. like it makes you rethink about the organization that you're supporting a little bit. So like... And also, you know, that it also coincided with I totally agree. the team not being really competitive. So I kind of checked out at the right time. And then, you know, 2020 rolled around yep. the bubble. I, I watched a bit. I was like, oh, this guy Suzuki, he seems pretty interesting. Um, you know, like, and, and I started to like mm-hmm. slowly get back into it. I agree. Anderson, I was like, yeah, I remember him, but wasn't he in Columbus? And, and you know, like everything just started like adding up. Yeah, you slow. Yeah. You're rusty, so but when, yeah. when 2021 yeah. rolled around and I had to start like doing interviews, like I, I was like starting from scratch and I was like, come on, like I, I don't even know half the players in the league. Like this is embarrassing. But uh, you know, you you catch up to speed. Well, well, look, I, I know it's I'm not the subject of the interview here. I know that, but I'm just gonna say that uh, we again have some a little bit of re- re- resemblance when it comes to that. When I was growing up, it was the Koivu era. Uh, mediocre team, mediocre captain, mediocre, all of these things. I know Habs fans are not going to enjoy hearing that. But anyways, um, I used to follow all the other teams, um, you know, whoever player I liked in other teams. And then, like you mentioned, you know, that that whole Al-Halak team and the run that they made, um, those, I don't know if you were there as well. Like, I don't know if you remember as well, like the Bell Center they used to be sellouts, um, even when the team is on the road. I don't know if you remember that. Like you could pay like 10, 15 bucks you can go part, have a complete party and watch the game in the Bell Center. Not, not sure if you did that. Yeah, like watch-alongs uh, like during playoff games. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I went there. Man, I was drunk before even the end of the first period. <laughs> and um, huge parties. Everyone at the office was going there. It was 10 bucks. Like, you could be crazy not to go there. Um, we knocked out Ovechkin and, and, and Crosby back to back with Halak. Like, it's insane insane and that's kind of when i uh, got back into the habs i uh, came really really a huge fan and then the pk trade uh, happened and this was like okay well i'm gonna do a u-turn here and i'm gonna come back go back to my to my other teams and my other organizations and keep the habs you know close to heart i guess with rds and like the whole broadcasting and stuff so that's kind of my my uh, vision, but I think right now the current era that we have is getting close to that Camilleri era, where we we are we're on the verge of having really massive success and an exciting team to follow. Yeah, I'm actually quite uh, I'm actually quite shocked that uh, you, you had not watched hockey for that long, which is like like that has totally stunned me, and 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 I'm saying that in a good way because of how how much you know, and in, in the connections you have still, I mean, you've kind of really, 
really propped this thing up in a short span. So um, that kind of goes into my next question here. And I don't want to sound like Jeff Merrick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but whether it was just yourself or whether it was uh, uh, it was a we and um, you, there's someone else that uh, helped you start this up. But when did you think that, you know what, okay, I've, we have something here. And whether there's someone else you'd like to give credit to that kind of give you an idea or was it just yourself? And when did that happen? Um, listen, the idea behind this, it's, it's very simple. Like there's no, uh, there's no denying it. People have, people have brought it up and I, I absolutely say yes, of course, it's an influence. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch English Premier League soccer. Do any of you guys watch that? Uh, I don't kind like you know about barely. Arsenal. Yeah, yep. so Arsenal has a group of fans called AFTV, and uh, th those guys like they they were outside every game, and for them it's easy, you know. They have like what twenty games, forty games a season, Tw no, yeah. basically twenty home games, you know. So them it was easy, and people would gather and give their opinions, and that that's kind of where I got the idea from. Um, but I, but I kind of wanted to put my own spin on it in the sense that like, you know, them, it was very serious and here I wanted to make it more like fun oriented, you know, like the point is not to like go ahead and have like, you know, uh, an anti-chambre type, you know, like, you know, a discussion of ideas, you know, like it's mm, kind of to make yeah. it funny, you know, like still talk about the Habs, have fun, you know, make it funny, yeah. you know, sometimes some takes will be more serious, but they'll be very well said and it's worth putting out and. You know, it's kind of ha to have, like, the best of both worlds. Um, and I would say, like, the time that I thought it would it would catch on. So initially, you know, I, ha I had one friend, uh, his name's Costa. He he basically helped out with, in terms of filming and teaching me how to edit in Final Cut Pro initially. So that was a big, big help initially. And then after the first year, you know, like, mm. he had his own things he wanted to do. And I uh, I took kind of took over. Um, and said coming in kind of helped that kind of replacement happen much easier. Um, I would say that this year, like, once we, like, got, like, a few player interviews, and I remember there was once, it was a game against Anaheim, and Danik was there doing his show, mm -hmm. and I noticed, like, I was, like, I noticed that, like, the people were pushing to be in the front. Like, I noticed that there was, like, a good like 30, 50 people that were waiting for us to do this thing with Danik. And I was like, like, even that is like very, very interesting to me. Like, I, I never thought that that would be possible. Um, but mm. how do I put it this way? Like, not to not to sound like, uh, like pre presumptuous. No, please do. Not to sound arrogant, have, but like... You're very humble. I, it, uh, no, but like you're 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 so humble. Like you guys are having a massive success. You deserve what's what you got right now. Uh, keep I mean, going. Not to sound arrogant, but like I started this because I knew it would kind of work. Like I knew that Habs fans mm -hmm. here are the craziest sports fans in North America, bar down. Like there is there is no other mm -hmm. fans yeah. that are this freaking crazy about their team. And that will sit and debate about it for days and days. And you could pick up someone off the street and talk about it. Like we started doing interviews like outside a Drake concert. And I promise you, we, we still gathered like 30, 40 people outside to talk about the Habs. Like that's how crazy this shit is. <laughs> and I always knew it would work. It just, it was just a matter of 
I thought it was going to work five years down the line. I didn't think it was going to work after one to kind of have the impact we wanted. So um, I think what surprised me the most is just how fast everything has happened. Yeah, it's pretty, happened pretty quick, eh? Jeez. Yeah. Like I like I said, I, I, I wasn't aware, like, like I kind of got into Habs Twitter and stuff like that because I'm in Vancouver, so there's tons and tons of Habs fans here. But, you know, it's not really, like, in Montreal, like, you can go and talk to, like, the fans you're going to find here who are going to have a conversation about hockey with you are going to be Canucks fans. So I didn't, never really had that that connection until I joined Habs Twitter. And then it wasn't really until not, not that long ago where I found uh, you guys. And I was like, uh, and there's these crazy videos outside the Bell Center and they're just so hilarious. And then you're having interviews with some of my favorite players or having interviews with other players, whether that's at, um, you know, at events or something like that. And I was like, holy heck, this, this, these guys are making it pretty big. I wanted to get into uh, what is your long-term vision? For your brand long-term vision uh honestly it can or short term it can yeah, whatever is easier <laughs> like this thing can go in very different ways i think it just depends on like honestly it, it just depends on on uh, on the kind of access we get and it depends on like what i find to be the most important i think like one thing that i'm gonna maintain is I'm, I'm not really down to sell out. Like, I'm, I'm sure, and I've been told, obviously, that, you know, mm -hmm. the advantages of selling out is, you know, you can get sponsored by more companies and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I find it very important for my platform to be a place where every Habs fan has a voice and that I'm not only going to be posting opinions that people like, I'm going to be posting opinions that people disagree with, mm -hmm. that I even personally disagree with, but I think that it's said in a way that could be compelling. So I'm going to put it out anyway. Um, yeah. So I think like ideally that's going to be a place, but I think long-term, you know, like obviously having something longer form, I think something that's something that people have been asking about often. I think people are, are kind of have an appetite for it. So we're definitely looking into it. We're just trying to find, what's the format that hasn't been done before? Like, you know, every, everything that we've done so far has not been done conventionally. And I'm trying to like keep that kind yeah. of tradition of pushing the boundaries of what kind of format we can be doing. Like, and is this podcast going to be with players or is it mm -hmm. going to be with collaborators? Like, you know, you know, the journalists, you all know, I haven't really, um, I haven't really pinpointed what it, what it could be, but it's definitely something in the works. Oh, that's great. Um, I agree with you. Um, I also think that, you know, in a sense where, you know, you can do it, you can do innovative stuff and you can bring new, new things to the market and, and introduce, um, you know, create new demands actually from, from the market, from this fan base that's, you know, hungry for content. Um, but I would say also at the same time, you guys are doing a lot of things that uh, maybe other podcasts or any, any other uh, fan based, um, uh, outlets are doing but just 10 times better i mean your branding mm -hmm. is on point um i'm gonna say something here that a little bit maybe controversial maybe not that welcome <laughs> of a statement you know that's kind of my specialty here on this podcast yeah. but yeah. i would say that you know look uh, the habs they tried something similar to this three years ago um 
you know, by the hiring of X, I'm not going to name any names, uh, but they did try to hire some people to, to you know, uh, um, to refresh the uh, the new uh, the new market and captivate like younger audiences and stuff. Uh, that was way before Chantal McKebby, yeah. by the way, um, and it didn't work out. It, it, it's just I, I think you know yeah. who I'm talking about, and we're not going to we're not here to name names, but like they tried this, yeah, it just didn't mm-hmm. work. One thing I will say um, about that is. So you got to keep in mind that at the Canadians organization, um, you know, a lot of the people that are there and that try things, you know, there's also things that they, they propose that never end up getting to the, to the final, you know, plans. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's not something easy, but also, I, I also don't see how the Canadians could have done exact something similar to this because, because of the nature no. of how like, uncensored it is i i don't think that the canadians could have imagined yeah, exactly. something like this in their wildest dreams maybe with the players you can it's... argue <laughs> maybe but uh i think fan wise i mean it, it had to it had to be an outside force to do this i agree i mean uh, march I'm, I'm not sure if you saw that tiktok of, of there's um he's like interviewing a, a guy with a coyotes jersey and he's like What's with the jersey, man? Like, are you lost? Like, you know, it's uh, that kind of question. Yeah, I it did. Cannot, I saw it that. Cannot the anti Habs fan. So it's hilarious. <laughs> that guy, and you know what? Yeah. The funniest part about that story is like, it it absolutely blew up. Like, people love this guy, like because he became an anti Habs fan because he didn't get yeah. he didn't get to be the fly kid. That's the whole joke. And turns out, Jeff Molson actually saw it. Like somehow, like his kids went to show him this 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 TikTok and at some point you know he says oh fuck you Jeff mm-hmm. like uh, why didn't you let me be the fly kid whatever and and Jeff called him a spoiled brat so I think like yeah apparently <laughs> oh I like brat. that oh my <laughs> goodness it's just, like, it's just one of those moments where like wow. you know what like sure but like I would have loved for the Canadians to like actually try to make him the fly kid like it would have been like the the best crossover ever. And I'm still, yeah, that would have been amazing. I'm still holding out hope that maybe it happens, but uh, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you right now. Maybe oof, not this specific story, yeah. but it's gonna happen. I'm but, telling you uh, right now. They're they're trying so hard. They're doing good. Like, don't get me wrong. That whole Twitch now and that new girl interviewing Ryan Becker and all that. I get it. Like, that's fine and dandy, and and it's got logos on it and and sponsorships and and whatnot. Like, I get it. Um, but that crossover that that kind of connection, it's going to happen. They, they need it. You guys yeah. are doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I would just say that we've never, I think the Canadians have never reposted or never liked or never seen or never retweeted anything that we, we've put out. So um, I, I, as much as you say, yes, like eventually it'll happen. I'm not quite sure. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully something happens this year, maybe. Um, I, don't, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what what's going through their head. Maybe maybe they do want to work with us. Maybe they don't. I, I couldn't tell you. Mm, yeah, you know what? Like, you have to you have to look at it in the stance of uh, like I, I don't want to sound okay. I don't know. I can't find another word for this. But when was this established? Like Habs fan twenty twenty one. So I mean. 
to tell you the honest truth, I would be like salivating if I if this podcast was to the status that you guys are at in that short of a time. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that you're taking any of that for granted, but at the same time, you're growing your you're expanding in the sense of your new podcast. Um, and it's like there's more things to come. So eventually, eventually there's there's I, I would assume like I mean, imagine the tenure you've had right now times two. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in it was 2023 so another two years right like it could be at that point you could be affiliated with montreal but at the same time who knows but it's on the up and up i would say for you for your guys's brand no most definitely like i i don't uh, i don't take for granted anything that's that's happened so far it's just like like let's say on a scale of like you know harvey pinard like you know the next dance for him and everything like this thing has reached like epic proportions <laughs> Like this thing has reached proportions mm -hmm. that I, 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 you know, like we were talking about Same. appetite before for things that people didn't even know. I didn't know that people had an appetite to see the same dance over and over. And every time a certain player scores, <laughs> it's amazing. But it hits different every time because it's like, there's a story like, you know, he scores a hat trick or Kirby doc scores on his, yeah. on his return or, you know, and like, Yeah, I, I think it would just be nice to see one of the players play into it and some have, you know, obviously like through, you know, different ways, like where Danik sees them in public, whatever. But like if the Canadians were to actually recognize it and for yeah. it to become like a like a household thing that like this is the dance for Harvey Pinard or something. This you is know, welcome. I think I think it would yeah. do uh, I think it would do uh, a good service to the fan base. And I think like it would just show like you know, their commitment to the fans and that they're listening, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, and I don't want to get too caught up here in, in my own you know, delusions here, but I'm <laughs> telling you right now, like this whole roster that we have, the whole new organization, the age of the organization as well, like as a whole from, like, you know, when, when you were mentioned, like, uh, it's just very good, genuine people, Montembeau, Harvey Pinard, um heck even Pezzetta and whatnot like it's 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 these guys that are you know maybe a little bit older than the core but they're they're buying into this and they're very close to the community um you've got a an organization that's open to fans a bit more transparent as well like it's and also about to have more success in my opinion i, I mean this rebuild is no rebuild like buffalo believe me uh <laughs> you know so um i agree i agree with this a lot um March, any, any other questions about that? Uh, no, no, that's pretty good. So let's move on to the, um, unless you wanted to add anything else, uh, Alex. No, but, I think uh, that summed it up. Um, so tell us about this whole draft uh, week that you guys had in Nashville. Um, how did that come about? How do you, did you guys, you know, start this up and, Yeah, um i mean <laughs> listen uh probably one of the craziest weeks of my life uh to I, th i think it was that that was also a moment where you know i had a chance to reflect on our journey like we were fans asking we were fans asking fans questions outside the bell center with a mini stick and now we're asking questions yeah. to the players as reporters next to reporters who have been doing this for 20 years um So I think like it was a mm -hmm. big, it was a big, big, uh, you know, moment for us to, to kind of rethink of like, you know, how we got here and everything. And 
Look, so the story goes that, you know, HockeyDB reached out to us. Uh, they wanted us to make some content for them. Um, and we happily obliged. We said, of course, you wanted to hire the best reporters in Montreal. And obviously they called us. Um, because, you know, they're... they're... <laughs> <laughs> the polish the money, yeah, the minister. Polish the minister. Polish the minister. And, uh, you know, that most of their, their, you know, content, like on Instagram and and Twitter, most of their fan base is from Montreal, so everything made perfect sense. Um, and, uh, you know, we also had a jersey company that uh, helped sponsor us too. So we basically, the, the trip was all paid in that sense. Um, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we got there, you know, it was the awards and the draft together. So the awards day one. So you guys went to the awards as well? Yeah, Sorry, no, I missed we, that. We did go to the awards and there's still stuff I haven't posted. Like okay. that's how crazy the, the, the week was. Like I asked questions to Allmark, Stamkos, and I still haven't posted them. I still haven't even posted them. So I, I, wow. those, are, those are good things to watch out did, for. Did Stamkos win anything, Sorry? by the way? What was it, the, the leadership thing? Or I think Stamkos won yeah, the leadership yeah, one. Yeah, right? and I asked him a good question about Marty St. Louis. So that, that's, a, that's a good one to watch out for. Um, but, uh, you know, even, yeah, even at the draft, like I asked a question to Danny Briere, never got to it. I wanted to ask a question to Kyle Dubas, but I feel like I was going to say something really stupid. So I I refrained. Um, so, but yeah, like, I mean, what's the worst is going to throw his Coca-Cola at you. That's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, like the awards, you, you had literally the biggest hockey names ever. So, you know, Cedric, Cedric was outside doing kind of more fan work. And, and then, you know, he, he managed to, uh, to catch Connor McDavid and ask him if he needed a new pair of socks. And we, we had like a Habs pair of socks. I saw that. Yeah. So I saw that. Yeah. That, that was pretty awesome. And then, I mean, just inside, like at some point, like I ended up, you know, uh, walking next to like, uh, the, the nominees cocktail and I saw Matthew Kachuk. So I stopped by, I took a picture with him and I told him like, I, I, I literally told him word for word. I'm like, you know, you really, you really fucked up the Habs, right? Like I'm a Habs fan. Like you really fucked us up with that, with that fucking run you guys had. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got that McMatthew. Anyways, <laughs> like you just had like this stupid smile on yourself, like, you motherfucker. Uh, but it, it, but it was, it was really funny. Like, Enjoy your yeah, 29th pick. Yeah, but I, I would say like <laughs> something that I, I think people don't realize about being in, being at these events is like, you're basically only really allowed to the media room. Like there's a media room where you're sitting there and uh, like, it it was pretty far from the stage, which was not conventional, but basically there's like, there's like 10 podiums there. So the, the players that are nominated, they end up heading their way to a podium and you, you look on this screen where it tells you, okay, this player is going to be here at this podium. This player is going to be here at this podium. So you kind of have to make a choice as to who you're going to ask a question to, because they're kind of Mm -hmm. all going to come at the same time. So, you know, you, you sit there, mm. you prepare, you make sure you're, you're in the front. Um, and then you, you ask your question. But that reality, was it only for you guys? That reality was only for you guys? For all the, like for all the journalists like that were there. TSN and Sportsnet and whatnot. That was kind of it. Yeah, oh, except for like, let's okay. say, you know, like they're the main broadcasters, let's say like TVA, they had their own like set time with them, like, you know, far mm-hmm. away where Renault Lavoie can yeah. ask them. Yeah, but they're paying billions Where, for yeah, that. Exactly. So, Renault yeah. Lavois can ask them unbelievable uh, questions, as he likes to call them. So, um, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> <Okay>. So, 
<laughs> I was going to ask about that actually. Like, if you guys were allowed to like to walk on the draft floor and walk. So while or, while it's being filmed, a, even a thing. So or? while it's being filmed, you're not really allowed on the draft floor. So that's uh, that's pretty mm. much what we uh, what we learned. So like like intermissions and stuff. Uh, not even not even like once it starts, like you're not really allowed there. Really. Which is something I was I was told. Oh wow. Once I filmed my Rhinebacker reaction video, and turns out it was on the back of my. On my saw, pass yeah. that I wasn't really allowed to be there at the time, but just a, it was just a little warning. Oh yeah, because the video kind of reached epic proportions. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. let's just say yeah, that like has. yeah, it's the actually... other people that I saw filming on the draft floor didn't get a didn't get a bit of a a questioning from the NHL security. So let's put it that way. Jeez. But I mean, that's, yeah, that's I mean, so I haven't, interesting. Even, I haven't even right. walked through half of it. Sorry, guys. Like the the story, it, it could be really long if you wanted to. Um, but like, to... hey, it's it's your time, my friend. We we would take any. <laughs> I mean, look, think of it this way: like we're going to be publishing this on Twitter, um, and hopefully your 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 fan base, if they want to know more about your operation and like even the experience with the draft, feel free. Like, use us as we're here. We're recording. We're more than happy to have you. For yeah. As long as you... So I mean, let's say so after the awards, there was an awards after party. You know, the media members are allowed, so you get invited to that. Pretty sick. Um, everyone's favorite people are there. We we had a few shots with Elliot Friedman. Um, he warned us that the Habs were <laughs> not taking Michkov. We we already knew. Uh, we knew that. Uh, we knew that Pierre Luc Dubois was going to L.A on the Monday before the draft. And then it ended up getting confirmed like two days later. Uh, well, the Dubois thing got confirmed like the day later. Oh, wow. And uh, Michkov, well, yeah. I already, like I was bracing for impact. This Elliot no, guy, he was man. Great. Like, he, was, he was honestly yeah. an amazing guy. Another amazing guy that like I'll always thank is Craig Button. Another amazing guy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, gave me his phone number and everything. Like wanted to keep in contact. So, um, really, really great of guys like that to you know, help the, the younger generation to kind of learn the ropes. Um, so that was, that was the mm -hmm. Monday night yeah. after the awards. Do you have Elliot's uh, phone number as Elliot, well? No, no, we were, uh, we were past the point of, of asking okay. for phone numbers. We were, we were on a different planet at that point. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, sponsored gonna, by a tequila, yeah, a local gonna, tequila I'm company. Leave it by that. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, so then the, the, the Tuesday <laughs> the, the Tuesday rolls around. Uh, in the morning, um, there's the youth hockey uh, camp where all the prospects are there. So Bedard is there, Fantilli, Smith. Mm -hmm. So they're all there. Um, and eventually, like, uh, we end up going on the bench to kind of film. There wasn't really like a interview opportunity there, but I, I guess, you know, Fantilli, he saw the mini stick and like at some point, like he was, uh, he was like, oh, I should be playing with that. I'm like, well, yeah, Adam, like, you know, you're making it a bit friggin' difficult for the kids to be playing with a full size stick. Why don't you help him out? So he takes the mini yep. stick and he has like an absolute field day with it. Like he, he takes it for like 30 minutes <laughs> and like plays around. And then Will Smith comes around. And he's like, yo, do you have another mini stick? And I was like, yeah, actually I do have another one in my bag. So I give him one too. And they, they start doing drills and shit with it. And it was honestly really sick. It was really, really cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, that is a, so cool. another thing that I haven't even posted yet. I love those yeah, two guys. Really great guys. 
Well, I mean, he did post the Michigan. Yeah, he, yeah. They did the with, Michigan with the with mini the stick. With the Habs Fan TV mini stick on his own TikTok. There it is. So <laughs> that that was pretty. There you go. That was hey. awesome publicity. <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw it there, but all the I photographers that were taking pictures, I was like, guys, a hundred bucks to me, huh? This is this is all copyright. This is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, yeah, this exactly. Is, is Otherwise, I wait until I get the bar and mine. like uh, I don't know what you guys are doing taking yeah. pictures. And and you're so you know I had a good laugh. <laughs> yeah. and, I can tell them uh, wait until I, I pass the bar and I can sue you. So <laughs> one day, one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, like <laughs> that was kind of the day. And then you know we got to ask questions to each of the prospects. They kind of had like scrums. Will Smith was probably our best answer. Asked the question to Nate Danielson. Um, I didn't post it. I asked the question also to uh, Ryan Leonard. Uh, he kind of he, he kind of didn't give much in his mm-hmm. answer, so like I didn't post it. But I basically asked him like if he models kind of his game around Matthew Kachuk, and he basically said yes. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Um, but um, <laughs> I asked Connor Bedard a question. I never posted. Um, because like turns out I, I I just screwed up the question like I I thought like I had read an article by by Arpin a long time ago about how Bedard had showed up to the Habs interview and like he stunned them and I thought it was mm-hmm. around his answer to the animal question but turns out it was another question completely um, so I asked him like oh you know like turns out. Was it the it, army? It must one? have been was that the, submarine uh, the, the sub- one. Yeah, uh, and, and we found out later that it was the submarine one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the way I had led into my question, I said, "Well, like, you know, you did an interview with the Habs, and like, you got probably asked the famous animal question, and you apparently you gave a really amazing answer. Uh, could we know what that it was?" And basically, he was like, "I didn't get the animal question. So that was awkward." And then he's like, uh, "I didn't get the animal question." Yeah. Uh, but you know, like, uh, but he had like this big smile on his face. Like he clearly gave like a really funny answer. He's like, oh, but uh, you know, like, I don't really reveal like the answers I, I give in interviews and whatever. So that was that. Mm. Um, so that was day two. Then oh. day, th- day, th- well, day three. Yeah. Uh, before the draft. No, no, actually it was on day two. We met, we, we, we saw Michkov. That was, that was really funny. That was like, mm. In that uh, purple, uh, that red, uh, red suit or the purple no, suit? No, no, not not the day of the draft. It was the day before, and there was people who okay. had told us that like his agent was like not even letting him sign an autograph, like let alone take a picture. You know, so we were like, so when we spotted him, like we were walking back from a hotel. We had done an interview with another uh, QJM Chell uh, player, and mm-hmm. we were walking back. We run into mm-hmm. Roberto Luongo, so we took a picture with him never posted and then as we cross the street there's Michkov chilling with his friends and his translator so we're like oh look who it is mm. it's time so we we went up to him we asked for a picture his translator said like yeah sure and then i told him i'm like matve like you know we're Habs fans like if they if the canadians don't pick you i think they should like totally explode the team like, I think they should, like, call it quits. They should sell it. Like, I, I said something along the line. And S- sell the team, the trade everyone. Him, he starts dying of laughter. Like, he, he was, like, dying of laughter. And then, you know, he says, well, <laughs> look, all, all they all they have to do is pick me. You know, I'm like, yeah. Sh- sh-. I'm like, Matt mm-hmm. B, like, sure. I, I understand all they have to do is pick you. But, like, they don't know if you want to be in the NHL. Like, is it your... 
like, do you want to play in the NHL? And he's like, you know, yeah, like it's my, it's my dream to play in the NHL. So for me, after, after talking to him that way, this is when you were sold. Yeah. Like at this point, I'm like, I need to tweet this out because I'm like, this is news. Like until this point, no one had asked Matvey Michkov if he wants to play in the NHL. So I'm like, well, this is it. Like, this is, this is my moment. This is, this, we're making it big now. So we post that picture. It goes completely viral. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, like that's why, like going into the draft, I was like, I was starting to feel like, even though Elliot told us, you know, Michkov's not coming. I'm like, no, no, no. Elliot's wrong. Like I know better than Elliot because I asked Michkov directly. But clearly, I should have listened to Elliot because <laughs> then the next day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, next day draft day, um, I'm gonna go straight yeah. to my reaction, okay? Because it's something that people people have talked about. I want to address. address. Yes. yes, there's nothing yes, really yes. to address, but there's a there's a there's a more full length video where I'm freaking out, like I am like full on, like I'm about to throw up, like I am stressed, like. Uh, that's how that's how into hockey that I've become and that how I used to be. And I kind of remembered that at the draft where I was like, this is like a franchise altering pick. Like I am stressed as hell right now. Yeah. And you, you see me at the beginning of the video, like saying like, I'm going to puke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to puke. Like I'm repeating it like five times. So mm-hmm. it kind of explains what I said mm-hmm. at the end of my Rhinebacker reaction video. It wasn't puking about Rhinebacker. It was just puking about like, the nervousness of the moment. So Carey Price comes up and I honestly, yeah. I honestly, the reason why I said it was a pure disaster is because like from the standpoint of like a- announcing a franchise altering pick, that was a disaster from start to finish. Like the way it got presented and then Kent Hughes has to come on the stage and then, Oh, like, uh, so like, Nobody so knew like, what the hell was going and, and, on. Nobody. You know, knew. like the reason why I kept up that reaction and didn't delete it or anything is because, you know what? I know all the Habs fans, that's how they reacted. Even if you didn't want Michkov, even if you wanted Ryan Leonard, I know that all Habs fans, or at least a good portion of them, was were just like confused and stunned in that moment. And that's that's the best way I can describe my reaction. Um, and yeah. Yeah. So it, that's fair. So that that on its own kind of like changed like everything. Like you know, then keep in mind the draft picks are going to do those interviews at those podiums, and like I should be there, but like I'm just completely stunned. I'm completely stunned, and like I I can't even speak. Um, end up asking I end up asking a question to Reinbacker. Yeah, this is. <laughs> um, end up asking my question to Kent Hughes. Um, but yeah, no, it was a very a very weird night. Very, very weird night. Like, I didn't even feel like going out after. I was just like, what just happened? Like, it, it just felt very confusing. Mm, yeah. And I can't say that Kent really cleared up some of that confusion after. I'd have to say that, like, he kind of confirmed to everyone that he did draft. He added to it. More than best player available. I think, like, it's it's hard to deny that that's kind of what they did. Um. But, um, yeah, I was completely stunned. I mean, he did add to it. Later on that evening, he was saying that uh, this is a number two defenseman. And, uh, you know, for people that are not knowledgeable in hockey, maybe they understand that a little bit more. But for your, your average Joe is listening to this, we, we picked the second 
second defenseman, like you know, a second pairing defenseman or a or a good second defenseman, and people were yeah. just went crazy. What he actually meant is this guy is not supposed to be a Makar. He's supposed to be a, yeah, know, some sort yeah, of yeah, I essentially, know, like, he said a D two. He's a D two, and then a lot of people didn't really understand what D two meant. Um, but I don't think it's because of Ryan Bacher. It is because of Lane Hudson. I think that's why he said that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, like, I definitely understood that portion. Yeah, but I, th- I, I you think know, you ha- when he. Wait, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think you hit it on the head in terms of the general reaction. I've become a fan of Ryan Bacher. I like I. I think I I had the same reaction. It was about, it was about ten minutes. I didn't. I was so like in Vancouver. I was at Boston Pizza watching. You know, as a Habs fan. So there you go. And um, the draft. They had a big draft screen, and you know, he said David, and you know, uh, you could probably listen to our what was it, Danny episode three? We used the uh, yeah. Okay, I think we, it was the second. We, there's a little tip for your podcast. We included some audio. It's pretty good. Anyways, if you listen to the beginning of that episode, anyways, I had a very, I was like, I was, I was shocked, but I, I gotta say that if it, if I was never on Twitter, I probably been, I, I think my mental health would be a lot better. <laughs> like, I think a lot of like, do you think a lot of what your opinion was on that pick had to do more with your experience in month? Like, I, I don't know. Like for me, it's different. All my Habs fandom experience is on Twitter. For yourself, I guess it's a mix because you hear what's going on outside the Bell Center on the streets as well as on Twitter. But I, but just hearing that you had that interview or that conversation with Mitchkov, I guess that also added to the to the whole thing of like you wanted Mitchkov. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, yeah, one hundred percent in my head. Like Michkov's name needed to be called up because he just confirmed. If he's confirming it to a random guy on the street that he wants to play in the NHL, you best believe he told the Montreal Canadiens that. Yeah. So after <laughs> that, what is left? Now, yeah. the attitude thing, the problem I have with the attitude thing is that it kind of gets thrown around for every Russian player. So you don't know whether it's true or not. It's just, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh, you're Russian. Okay. Therefore you have attitude problems. So I didn't know how much to give weight to that. I agree. And I, I was hoping that they didn't give weight to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, turns out they did. And maybe maybe for right reason. Like, at the end of the day, Nick Bobrov's dad is literally the scout at the team that Michkov was playing at. So we best believe that these attitude problems are so real that it will actually affect the team. Uh and I really hope that the Flyers really screwed up this pick because I cannot stand, <laughs> I cannot stand the idea of the Flyers having you know the kind of reversal on Cole Caulfield. Well, I like the idea, man. No, it would not be nice. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I was going like, to say that it would almost like if Michkov ends up turning out to be like their franchise player and scores like you know as many goals as Ovechkin and everything, it will have completely reversed the smile off my face that you know, Habs fans had when Caulfield got drafted over York because it's like, it's like on a different level, you know? Um, but yeah, so that's good. And you know what? Like, honestly, I sat for like 10 minutes and I got over it. Like, I sincerely got over it. I was like, okay, they pick Ryan Backer, still the best defenseman in the draft. Let's move on. And I kind of, I kind of felt like the, 
the kind of position that we we're starting to have in the Habs community that like people were waiting for our reactions and waiting for what we had to say on a certain player. So I found it important, like in the in the next few hours, to like keep insisting that like you know, Reinbacker is still the best defenseman at the draft that we picked. You know, so there's no reason to be sending him yeah. death threats, and there's still no reason to be sending him hate messages. Um, yeah, and that's like on, on a basic level, like. You know, because people said, oh, well, you know, you were nice with Reinbacker after. Like, yeah, of course. Like, this guy is our future. Why Why wouldn't I be nice with him? There's nothing wrong with yeah, him. I mean, he, he didn't deserve yeah, anything. There's any nothing wrong with him. Uh, actually, uh, if I may march before. Uh, yeah, march if you want to maybe take on the, the, uh, the next segment here. But I just wanted to uh, plug in uh, our previous episode that we just did with uh, um, Suzuki Pizza. Or was Suzuki it Pizza, Pizza Suzuki? Sorry. Um, with yeah. Patricia. Suzuki Pizza, yeah, she came on the show uh, in our last episode, and she told the entire Reinbacker story. If, yeah, if and and that was and, <laughs> right, and that was a really much. good idea on her part. Like, and I had seen her post it, but like in the in the whole mess of like, you know, me coming back from Nashville, whatever, uh, on time and everything, I, I I forgot about it. But then when I when I saw her give the the gift, you know, like that's that's real, that's real shit. That's like real Habs fans doing real yeah. things. And uh, you know that that was really great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, overall, then you know, day day two rolled around. Uh, we interviewed like uh, the Quebec players that were there. Jacob Fowler was the only Habs player drafted that was actually there at the draft, so we only got to interview him for like a, mm-hmm. you know, one question. Um, but otherwise, I mean that that was that was our experience at the draft. Like it was pretty pretty insane, just like how everything happened and. <laughs> You know, with with Rhinebacker and everything, you guys get a, get to a go yeah. out. Yeah, have one. Guys get to enjoy the city a little bit, or not really. I can tell you that we were okay. we were out and about, and you know, NHL players were out, and the coaches were out, and the GMs were out. So it's kind of fun to see everyone kind of mingle in one space. Uh, before kind of have like these informal conversations. Mm. Uh, before we get into, because I was gonna actually segue into that uh, into talking about Nashville. But uh, what did you think of uh, what did you ask Jacob Fowler? I asked Jacob Fowler uh, because he was he grew up in in Florida. Um, like how how did he get into it? Like how did he get into hockey in Florida? Mm. And he basically explained that like you know his his dad you know started playing very late in the men's league and you know he he just he started getting into hockey that way playing at the rink uh, like while while he would watch his dad. Um, and then turns out, like, I don't know if you guys watched the, uh, welcome to the NHL draft 2023 video there on YouTube that the I NHL posted. I think so. But he's, he's in there. Is that the, is that the one with the, with the discs? Uh, is that the one like with the, no, no, no. The it's, it's more like a, like, it's like no, 30 minutes. Yeah. It's like a kind of like a documentary and it, and mm-hmm. it follows a few yeah. prospects. No, yeah. I didn't see that. And, and it, NHL, where, where can I see the this? NHL YouTube channel. So on that. He okay. actually appears right. in it, and like out of complete coincidence, he this was his, he probably filmed his answer before the draft. But I kid you not, the he literally said the same answer to me that he did on camera, like it was already rehearsed. I was like, how the <laughs> hell did I ask him the one question that they decided to put in that documentary? <laughs> like almost word for word, you can go watch his answer and you can go watch the question I asked him. It's almost the same thing. It's eerie. And I, I oh, couch wow. it in exactly the same way. He's like, you know, uh, 
he's like literally like you know there's no question in this documentary he just starts talking he's like yeah i grew up in melbourne florida and like you know i grew up around the rink and then me it's like the first thing i ask him like oh you were born in melbourne florida right he's like yeah and then the next thing i ask him is like how did you grow up playing hockey in florida so i literally asked him the question that was already in the documentary anyways i, I just found that really interesting <laughs> that's like interesting he was already rehearsed for it i gotta yeah i gotta i gotta look at that i mean i think i've watched i, I, I may, considering i'm saying i think i watched it i probably haven't so i i probably should go watch that it, it, <laughs> Um, I, the only reason I brought up Jacob Fellers is because I did watch, um, I don't know if it was, I guess it was him when he got drafted and he had an interview and I just thought this kid was so well-spoken and he is, he, I, I think he has, um, a little bit of a view of himself going into, uh, sports management and it's just kind of like, these are the answers I weren't expecting, but it kind of ties into the whole new Montreal management, uh, culture. So like culture the new culture in the Habs organization. So this kid, like immediately, I kind of almost got hooked. Obviously, obviously I'm, I'm being a biased Habs fan here, but I mean, I just think we got, oh, a no, keeper. He's very no, confident. no, I think we got a keeper. No pun intended. Yeah. But did we need three of them? <laughs> that's, that's another question. Hey, <laughs> Hey, um, I was going to say, four. I don't know why I'm so loud. Sorry guys. Um, I was going to say that um, they, I think 20, no. So, okay. I might be off here, but I think 26 goalies went in the, in that draft. And I think like five or six in one round. So there was a lot of goalies and, and I think Arizona also drafted as many as we did. So I don't know. I think we're just trying to play like, Hey, let's get uh, hopefully one of them works. So. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, like, I like the I like this Fowler yeah. guy. No, Fowler was Fowler was really good. Fowler, Fowler yep. honestly, like I don't know if they they've ever published like his full interview thing. Like that that's the one thing. Like I thought everything was going to be live, but turns out like it definitely wasn't. And I definitely should have filmed the whole thing and put it on YouTube. But um, yeah, Fowler was a very interesting character. Like uh, I think him and Cole Caulfield are going to get along very very well. Yeah, they have that same the... American funny guy vibe. I was I was thinking the same thing. He he has he also looks me of like <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, just tying back to what Danny was talking about in terms of uh, you know whether you guys went out. So how was the the vibe in Nashville? How was the hockey vibe in Nashville? And what was it like being in the arena at Bridgestone and just kind of like surrounding? Like was it I, also I guess the awards were there too. So how was all that in the city? Well, look, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's obviously insane in the sense that like, you know, you, you end up running into a hockey player or some GM at any moment. So it's like, it, it's very interesting from that standpoint, but like going out there, it's like, it's rooftop bars everywhere. It's, it's fantastic. Like, you know, it, it's something that I wish Montreal had a little bit more of, mm. um, but um, you know, the vibe was excellent. Like, you know, you, uh Caden Gooley was there we we ran into him at some point one night uh we ran into Owen Beck too um I know why so Gooley was, good was catching there, up with them Are, do you guys know why he was there for his friend uh, Riley Height perfect excellent right? yeah he was drafted by Minnesota yeah yeah yep. of course of course so look at me trying to, to be an insider bit. with uh with you on the call <laughs> <laughs> I was so proud of I was so proud of myself for knowing this uh, fun fact. But uh, okay, <laughs> back to you. Yeah, no, it, I mean, was, uh, 
I was going to say it was it, actually it was, to meet his uh, future D partner, Reinbacher. So you guys are both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Or maybe to meet his twin, Cedric Seguin. Who knows? <laughs> um, like, so uh, also a very funny thing is like, Cedric was given so many free shit because people thought that he was an NHL player. Like no people way. thought that he was getting drafted that year. He was like, there's, there's people that I don't know why, like we were walking around Bridgestone and people, kids just went up to him and they're like, can you sign my stick? Like, it wasn't yeah. even a question of like whether he was getting drafted or not. They're like, can you please sign my stick? And he was literally signing like next to Michkov, you will now see a signature of Cedric. And that poor kid has just ruined that stick forever. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why, but that that kid was like, "Yeah, this is this is it." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, guys, watch out!" Like, and funny thing is, is like Cedric could actually get drafted next year theoretically, theoretically, and I and I, I very much insist on theoretically because yeah. no chance. But you know, we would tell the people like, "Oh, yo, watch out in the the sixth or seventh round next year, Cedric." And then I change his name too, you know, to make him sound even more like. I'm Cedric like Cedric Lemieux. Segan, guys. Cedric Segan, watch out for him. You know, like I made him sound like American type thing. You know, Segan. So, yeah. So people were like, "Oh my God!" Like, uh, you know, uh, keep in touch. I can have your number, whatever. Yeah, some girls. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, so there you go. That that was that was his experience. So like, you know, we'd go into like uh, a restaurant, whatever, and someone would be like, "Oh my God." Are you getting drafted? He's like, yeah, yo, and and then people are like, oh my god, okay, let's get him, let's get him free food, like you know, whatever, and like let's okay, make sure they sit by the window, like ah, it was just insane. I was like, you guys are freaking funny, man. Like no way, That's insane. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, and there's a few clips that I have to, I have to post so much stuff, man. Like. That's the thing. I just have to post everything one day. Well, you better keep it safe, my friend. Keep it somewhere on the cloud or somewhere, you know. Oh, it's, it. my, my cloud is about to burst. Like, I, I, I'm looking at it right <laughs> now, actually. It's at 96% full, and it's 3 terabytes. So tell yourself that there's a lot of stuff that we filmed that we've never even put out. Okay. Um. I mean, you, you covered you covered so much. I was gonna ask you like what what kind of things happened that we didn't wasn't shared with the audience. But from what I'm seeing, that <laughs> you've got enough content for the next uh, three weeks here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, everything's not shared. Like, I can't even like. There's things that I even forget. Like I think there's like a moment where like we we see Paul Whitney and we ask him something and uh, Ryan Whitney, sorry, from uh, yeah. Spitting Chicklets. We ask him something. Yep. We asked. We did a whole video with Coach Chippy. Uh, oh wow. That's awesome. There's like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. It's uh, you guys are you guys are probably just sitting there like, why the hell has none of this been posted? But uh, hey, yeah, your audience are gonna a lot of stuff. I, I I need a break. Like not not that I'm getting creator burnout there, but like I just editing is is, is yeah. a whole different thing that I'd love to delegate to someone. So give it to March. He's no, great. no. <laughs> Enough of the editing. I'm tired of the no. editing. I mean, I'm already living a, a second job here with the audio and my internet. So, uh, anyways, um, Danny, do you have anything else for him? Or well, two things, very quick ones. Um, it's uh, you know, I don't want to end on a, on a on a negative note, but I do want to ask you one thing though. So you know, you mentioned like the whole Ryan Renbecker. You wanted to address that and that was cool i wanted to ask you like how do you from a content perspective this is for me to learn personally like how do you manage 
uh, having a wide fan base where anything you say is going to be 50-50, you know? Uh, you're going to say Ryan Biker is amazing and you're going to have all the Mishkov people hate you. You're going to say Mishkov is amazing and say, hey, you're racist and I don't know what. Like, it's, like you know, like, so so how do you manage this? Like, you did a good job, like, but you straight neutral, but also at the same time, like having you and Cedric um, really balance things out. Like if for myself, you know, I began this podcast saying that I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of European players. doesn't mean I'm racist. I'm just mean that. I would rather like a North American style player, but then you have my, my friend March on the podcast, you know, having his own opinions about European players. So it balances things out. I wanted like to know from your perspective, like how do you balance, you know, your fan base and also being not canceled and, and, and being <laughs> safe, but also expressing yourself. Like how do you balance all of these things? Um, the first thing I would say is I don't really give a shit. Like, I just, I, I, I say sincerely what I want. Good. However the hell, however, how many Habs fans will come at me and say no and whatever. You know, like, I think there was something I had said, like, a while back, like, that the atmosphere at the Bell Center was good, but it could be a lot better and people were going crazy. But I, I said, like, listen, mm. like, you know, we all, we all have our own subjective experiences. And also something important that I do is, like, Sometimes, like, I, 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 when I post a video, I don't check it for, like, an hour. So, like, then I see a bunch of comments, whatever. I don't really care. Like, I, I don't really care. I, it's gone. I I'm done. People will say whatever they have to say. Like, I don't really delete negative comments. Like, I just, mm, I leave yeah. everything. I leave yeah. everything for the world to see. And people will judge on how they, how they see comments. Um, I think the, the, my position is kind of evolving like at first like i really didn't want to give any opinions about the habs like i wanted to leave that really for the fans yeah to kind of you know fill that void and that's the whole point of our fan interviews and everything like i wouldn't say like we're going to be pushing a certain narrative um so but eventually like i, I realized that you know people are interested to knowing our reaction to the Rhinebacker pick people are interested to knowing our our yeah. opinion on on this thing that happened so I've, I've tried to kind of, you know, give my most bi unbiased opinion. And also, you know, from, as you call it, uh, a fear of being canceled or not. Uh, listen, like I, I have a law background. I, uh, I'm pretty good at weighing my words, I think, yeah. so far. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, not that I'm careful with what I say, but like, I, I tend to think before I, before I speak. Yep. Um, so that's a good way of staying out of trouble. Um, <coughs> but I think that, you know, you're, you're going to piss off somebody like, and I think that also I've come to realize that like a lot of people will hate on whatever we say just because we're having success. Like I, I know there's like a few Twitter accounts that like they literally reply on every tweet and just comment hate because I don't know, they're, they're jealous. You know, they'll say, oh, your content is cringe. Okay. Well, what do you, what do you <laughs> want me to tell you? Like yeah. a thousand other people like it. So. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately for you, you know. So I guess okay. I mean, I I guess that also dives into the whole thing of you you talking about you you want to kind of break the barrier in terms of being a bit different because you'll find like someone maybe not exactly what you do, but whether it's like a fan page or whatever, they they tend to play both sides. They ask very generic questions, whatever. 
they don't really talk about themselves or their opinions. So I think yeah. that's pretty cool what you guys do in the sense of that, like, like up until that, up until that Reinbacher reaction of you, I, I didn't, well, I mean, I, I did see some opinions, but like, that was like the most opinionated thing and whether I agreed with it or not, like to tell you the truth, I shut it off right away. But, um, I was like, Hey, like, you know what? It's his opinion, but it's pretty cool. And the, uh, to tell you the truth, I didn't even look at the Reinbacher thing. I was like, this guy's on the draft floor. So, um, that was pretty cool, but I see what you're trying to get at and it's, it's definitely yeah. cool you're doing. But you also have to be genuine to yourself. Like you don't want to misrepresent yourself just because, oh, it might be a popular thing. I'm going to start waving a Reinbacker flags here. Like if, if I don't believe in it, if I wanted to have a Mishkov instead, whatever, like you're allowed to have your own opinion. But I just wanted to let's no, say like, you know. That's exactly if, it. Like yeah. you, you said it perfectly. I don't apologize for my reaction. My reaction is as real as it gets. And that's how I reacted in the moment. And I will not apologize for it because we're being pushed for the last three days that you're probably going to be picking an attacker between Michkov or Leonard, mm -hmm. and then they pick a defenseman. So you're in shock. I know. I and know. In my perspective, and I, I will still maintain this, I'm happy with the Rhinebacker pick in the sense that they did pick the best defenseman available. But yeah. at that moment, in this year, we needed the best attacking player available. That's my honest opinion. So I agree it, with that. If they viewed, if they viewed Leonard and Reinbacker as equal on talent and they went for need, mm -hmm. it should have been Leonard and not Reinbacker. So what they're, what they're assessing is that Reinbacker is so many miles superior in terms of talent to Leonard that it wasn't even a question. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I just disagree with the fact that they pick a defenseman, but otherwise, um, I like well, I'm gonna... that. like, I, I don't really care. Yeah, I think well, I'll, I'll set this up. I was just going to say my two players heading into the draft to the draft was uh, Will Smith and Fantilli. And after everything that I've seen with Fantilli after the draft, Columbus, man, they have a player. I'm telling you, then if there's any controversy happening with, with Bedard, any legal issues, any problems, any asking <laughs> for trades, suddenly want to, you know, anything that happens with Bedard. The number one pick in that in that draft is going to end up being Fatili, and that's just my opinion. I, I love this guy, um, but anyways, I, I I agree with you. I, I did mention this in a previous episode where, look, I have no problem that they didn't pick you know a certain player, but at least pick the best player of the, of the position, the next position, you know. And this kind of what you said here is like they picked the best defenseman, you know. Uh, so, Mark, yeah. you wanted to say something? Yeah. Oh, I I yeah, I just. Even though, like, I saw your reaction to it, and I saw like many, like, it's hard not to see reactions on Habs Habs Twitter, but I saw reactions. I had my own reaction. Like I said, I was very stunned, but at the same time, I kind of said to myself, if I wasn't on Twitter, if I didn't see these things talking about, mm -hmm. hey, the Montreal Canadiens are really interested in Mitchkov, whatever, or it's just like I, I don't think I would have had that opinion, and I probably wouldn't have been pretty happy. And it's the same thing with Slavkovsky. Up until Slavkovsky pick, everyone was like Slavkovsky this, he's a you know Slav Slavkenyemi, uh whatever. It was and then <laughs> and then we got to the pick and then everyone yeah. had this opinion because it wasn't Shane Wright. And obviously that's a whole different story. But at the same time, I just like to give things time. I've I've learned that ever since becoming 
becoming a Habs fan, just give things time before you judge it. I gave Bergevin too much time uh, before I kind of wanted him out, but what was I going to do? Uh, just tweet about it. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, like, how, how would I put it this way? Like, w- the way I would compare the 2022 draft and the 2023 draft is, let's say in 2022, the Habs decided to pick Nemich instead of Slavkovsky or Shane Wright, that mm-hmm. was this year. Yeah, yeah. In I, my, I see in that, my yeah. eyes, that was this year. So people are asking, oh, well, you didn't act like that when, when Slavkovsky got picked. Why did you support? Because I'm like, because we picked an attacking player. That yeah. Was, that was it. If we had picked Nemich last year, I promise you the fury of Habs fans would have been the same. It wasn't about Reinbacker. It wasn't even about Michkov, in my opinion. It's just the fact that the Canadians have been starving for an, a, a high-end attacking talent. And sure. we just we're, we're, we're begging for it, and we're not seeming to get it. So I think that's, that's kind of where it's at. You know what's interesting is um, I, I would, did they report that Montreal was really interested in Slavkovsky up until that draft? No. They, well, getting close to the draft, yes. Like, eventually, like, you know, like, it was getting, it was but getting he was, known that, like, Slavkovsky was going to get picked. But I, but I don't know if it was because Montreal liked him or because it was Slavkovsky versus Shane Wright for a number one consensus. Because I think the difference between this, well, I don't know what difference, but, like, Slavkovsky was kind of climbing those rankings. But with Reinbacher, I felt it was more like, obviously, because it's number five, it's not number one. But number five, it was just like, hey, Reinbacher is kind of ranked over here, but Montreal really likes him. And they were saying that for months leading up to the draft. And and we got the reaction we got, which was stunned and shocked. Imagine we never had that information. And we we're just like, they must be going Mitchkov. They must be going Mitchkov. Oh, it's Reinbacher. It's like, who the heck ever thought Reinbacher would be there? But it was kind of leading up to that point. Leading up to the draft, we were hearing Reinbacher, Reinbacher. It was, all in, it was, every, it was in everyone's heads that it, it could be most likely 50-50 Reinbacher, uh, Mitchkov, Mitchkov or Leonard. But imagine Reinbacher was never even in the conversation. Uh, and then we picked him. So I just, yeah. well, I look, don't know, I hypothetical. Mean, like right? the last the last few days leading up to it, I have to say that the Reinbacker talk had cooled down because maybe, you know, the Michkov and Leonard yeah, voices up. had yeah. gotten louder. Maybe maybe that's why. But you, you know what? You, you said something very true about if you weren't on Habs Twitter, maybe you would have been less shocked. And, and maybe it's true. Like, I think this is the time where I spent the most attention to Twitter, like, ever. Like, I, I'm not, like... I'm starting to get like kind of a sense of like Habs Twitter and what what it's all about and everything. And you guys have have kind of like shown me too. You know, like March, like you have a you have a pretty big following too. So, oh, like, geez. You know, well, like yeah. I consider it because like March, like tell yourself like when I opened the Habs Twitter for like the first time in 2021, the kind of people that I was following, and actually March, I was following you since the Stanley Cup run. That when I started mm. to try to get back into hockey. Like mm. you're one of like the first accounts. I, I know why, because every time the so, Caulfield was scoring a goal, he was posting Ronaldo crying, <laughs> <laughs> or I was I posting so. Ducharme memes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ducharme in prison, so, like, and then <laughs> oh, like I, I remember you popping off like crazy, like especially during that cup run and everything. So like you were one of the first people that I that I started oh, following and everything. Bro. So oh, thanks, yeah. I appreciate it. So. <laughs> 
no no my my pleasure like that's that's something like i've always wanted to, to tell you even one of these twitter spaces for everyone to hear but yeah no definitely. okay awesome well, so I, I appreciate it and like the thing is like i said i mean like at the time i don't think i followed you for a long time and i to tell you the truth i only follow 300 people not because i don't want to follow people it, well kind of but <laughs> um because i don't i don't know how people follow like 2000 people and 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 are able to see anything on their on their feed so i i did like a yeah, cleansing yeah. of my following um so i think there was a point where i wasn't following you but then i refollowed so anyways <laughs> Ah, but honestly, just know that when you like, followed I, me, I, I was like, I was like, oh my god, this guy's following me. Ah, but so. listen, like, I can't, I can't even, uh, like, you know, some people. That's the thing. Like, I two years ago, I was just a law student doing my thing. I was completely out of the social media world. I never used to focus on my Instagram. I never used to post on TikTok. I never used to do anything. And then one day, mm -hmm. I went from zero to one hundred. So there's still habits that I have of like. You know, some people are like, oh, this person unfollowed this person. Oh, I saw they unfollowed me. I don't care. I don't have enough time yeah. to look at this shit. Like, I, I, I just, <laughs> I just, I, I live my life. Like, I, I yeah. really sometimes I tweet, I, I, I go do other shit, and I'm like, oh shit, like this, this actually popped the fuck off. Like, I did not expect <laughs> that. Uh, <coughs> yeah. And I just let people fight each other in the replies if they'd like to. Yeah. I think I've gotten to that point so, now as well because of this. Uh, you to, all my... It's just like you have to live a mellow life, man. Like, there's so much more to life than to be fighting in the. Well, that's why you have Twitter. to keep. Yeah, that's why you have to keep the success going. You buy a yacht, you invite us over. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was just gonna say that uh, you, you got the great mentality there, um, and I think you get that mentality also from what you do and how much time it takes out of you because. To tell you the honest truth, I think there's a point in this podcast where, like, I do. I'm the audio engineer, and I'm just like, I don't have time for for Twitter. I'm just gonna do this. So I can only imagine, like, that's what, like, one episode a week. I can only imagine what you have to do. So, um, if you tweet, I it it's... makes sense for you to say, "Screw it," like, whatever. They fight in the comments, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> it's it's just passion, man. Like, I don't know. I, I do all this shit because I love it. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. like, you know, the, the house fans can. If you know, I'll probably uh, you know, at some point or another, I'm gonna divide the fan base by something I do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether the Rhinebacker moment was enough for people to be divided by me, sure. But just just tell the the thing I'd like to tell the Habs fans that are listening to this and maybe that you know are were divided by that. Say like, listen, I'm I'm here for you guys anyway. Like all this stuff that I'm doing is for us to create a good community of Habs fans that can have you know civil debate and civil discussion. So if I'm mm -hmm. a little bit opinionated, it's probably a better thing because it will invite some debate, which sometimes yeah, right. we don't have, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're so a human I, being. I'd rather more debate. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd mean... rather more debate. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be provocative sometimes. Like I, I know in interviews, like I, I do with fans, like I, I purposely ask questions to the contrary of what they're saying and not because I, I disagree with what they're saying. I mm -hmm. just want them to take it to the fullest extent and make the best argument possible for what they're saying. Absolutely. That's it. Like, oh, uh, I did got... the same thing with, with Craig Button, with Craig Button, because Craig Button was like, obviously, like the biggest Rhinebacker fan ever. So <laughs> I pushed back on it, but it's not because I'm the biggest Rhinebacker. No, you want to get the more, all you, the info. You give, you, you give Craig a little bit more pushback than he's used to, and he'll, he'll make the argument even stronger. And by the mm -hmm. end of it, 
listen, I, I kind of got convinced, man. <laughs> so, there you go. Nice. There you well, there go. You go. I, you, you, you're just on that mentality there, you're set up for your podcast. I mean, you're already set up, but geez, what am I talking about? <laughs> but yeah, listen, like that's the mentality to have when it comes to, especially if you do any interviews, um, hashtag invite us on. But anyways. <laughs> well, you know me, March. I'm a little for bit sure. opinionated as well. Myself, oh, yeah, and, um, for sure. And um, got to well, be a video one, though. You guys are going to have to show your faces. You guys can't hide oh, I can, the, uh, oh. a picture of Nick Suzuki. Yeah, that's that's to, literally gonna be it's to gonna be out. Ducharme. It's gonna have be. You Ducharme. tried showing yourself. It's gonna be a Ducharme uh, a cardboard cutout. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Winston, Winston uh, Churchill said, uh, "You have enemies. Good. You mean it means you stood up for something." So, oh, there you go. I kind of I kind of follow that. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Pulling um, out the quotes. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I've followed this mantra uh, for a long time. Anyways, guys, uh, let's wrap this up. I have a few um, hypothetical questions. Unless you guys want to go back into, actually, I have one more question. If you don't mind, uh, keep going. Uh, honestly, like I'm, I'm good with time. So, keep. Going. I, I just want to have one last question. Like this. these IMDb guys, this not IMDb. These uh, hockey DB guys. Where are they? Are like they in Canada? Are they in in the US? Who are these people? Like, is it like teenagers? Uh, is it all? Is it all uh, like uh, suits and uh, lawyers and like who are these people? Hockey DB? No, I mean, yeah. there's there's one guy that runs it out of uh, Massachusetts. Like, I think like, he's an engineer by trade, and the guy who runs okay. the social media is here in Montreal. So that's how we kind oh, of wow. linked up. Oh, I'm so glad I asked. So, I didn't. I, I thought that. this was this this entire like <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought this entire corporation. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty. It's pretty automatic from what I what I heard from what oh, I was wow. told. I have well, to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. The stats go in automatically. I'm gonna shoot a shot at the NHL here. It is pathetic, guys, that your entire fan base has to rely on cap friendly and hockey DB, and <laughs> it, and it's ran like by four people. You know, like it's it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. NHL stats is quite well, interesting, listen, but they they invite hockey DB to the draft, so thank you for that. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna so, trash. I'm okay, not gonna trash so. on the NHL on this. No, I'm not I'll trashing them at all. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that the NHL. I mean, they have to recognize the value of cap friendly and hockey DB elite prospects. These websites, you know. Yeah, I I agree. Oh, I think. They, I, I think. I, I yeah. That's kind of what time. I meant. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't attacking. I was just making like, uh, a point attack. here. Just attack them. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, let's um. Well, if we're done with the draft, I just want to ask uh, maybe a few uh, quick questions here for you, for all of us to go through. Uh, first one is, well, we did this kind of with Patricia last episode, so I won't go into my picks. But uh, Alex, what's your Mount Rushmore of NHL players, whether it's by competence or your own personal favorites for whatever reason? Mount Rushmore. Um I wish I grew up in the age where the Habs used to win a lot of cups because honestly, my Rushmore is like, it's got to be Patrick Roy, Jean Beliveau, Maurice Richard. And I have a special soft spot for Maurice Richard just because of like historically also like what he meant for the city of Montreal and what he meant for French Canadians in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's huge. You, you can't understate it. He may not, you know, like it's hard to compare him to a McDavid. It's hard to compare him to a whatever. But like at the time he was he was him. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he was him. Well, you, you get one more, one more. <laughs> give, give us another player. Mount Rushmore's four people, man. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very good in America. American <laughs> ninja. Jesus Christ. I don't blame you. Uh, well, you got to put Gila Fleur in there. That's it. There you go. That's okay. a good one. That's solid. Solid, very solid. Yeah. I was like, uh, I left out Gila Fleur. Like, fuck, I feel bad. Thank God. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a Danny was actually very shocked in mine because I put, uh, I actually put um, David Savard, Patrick Maroon. Uh, but, uh, Robin Rainer, no, <laughs> no, I had, um, no, he was only shocked because I put uh, Victor Hedman on it. These are like, like I, I put it because these are players that I consider like complete. Like I had Sidney Crosby, Carey Price, Brendan Gallagher, and Victor Hedman. Those are mine. And I think that's, that's just a... like based like, like that's what I'm saying. You want to start a conversation? You ask someone about their, that's an interesting Mitch. Head. That's an interesting mix. March Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> well, you tried, uh, Honestly, watching the game. Listen, okay, I like I, this Alex guy. Uh, listen, <laughs> Brendan Gallagher because of not because of the, the listen the guy's uh, uh, halfway on his wheelchair. Okay, I get it. But the thing is, like it's his it's his devotion. It's it's like his mentality. It's like I just love the guy so much, and it might be a little bit of bias oh, for sure. I might be a little sure. bit biased because he comes to to BC and he lives here in the summer and stuff. But like the guys, his work ethic his it's always been about his work ethic. Like that's why I like him. And I like Sidney Cros like I I picked Sidney Crosby or McDavid because Sidney Crosby I consider a full player, complete player. I pick Carey Price because of Carey Carey Price. I pick Hedman over like McCarr because Hedman is I can like in my opinion my probably one of my favorite defensemen considering like overall defensemen. So. I mean, who said Mount Rushmore had to be perfect, man? Come on. <laughs> no, no. No, no but I honestly, know, that's know. one thing I will say. Like, Carey Price, like, after Carey Price, in terms of, like, players I love the most that technically are still around the organization, Carey Price and then Brendan Gallagher. Like, what did the guy not give for this team? And unfortunately, couldn't bring it home in 2021. It's probably going to be his biggest regret in life, but mm -hmm. fuck, like, I, I, I genuinely love this guy. And, like, people will, will shit on him, but, like, it's it's unfortunate because if it weren't for his contract, people would still want him around on this team. He, uh, he was making seven point five. I mean, we would name a street after him. So <laughs> <laughs> the thing is this: I if I I hold this idea. Obviously, we have other bad contracts on the team, and and we're kind of in an accelerated rebuild in a sense. But if we're going to have one bad contract on the team, I would like to be Gallagher, so he's retires i have that's my opinion if he ends up moving and whatever whatever fine but at the same time i just if there's players i want to retire as i have they're the ones that that i the first game i watched which was in 2013 these two guys were there were carry price and gallagher so i want them to be habs for the rest of their career that's my opinion but <clears throat> anyway we, we, we could ship him we could ship him to arizona for two years and then let him come back but i mean Oh, yeah, that's an gonna, idea. He's going to come back. I'll drive him to the airport myself. He's going to come back completely bald. <laughs> and pant. Yeah, he'll yeah, be, he'll be like man. orange. He'll be orange <laughs> like, uh, like Trump. Yeah, but honestly, I fucking love that guy. I, I love too. that guy too. And you know what? If you remember 2013, him and him and Galchenyuk, man, that was, there we that go. was a duo. I was talking that about was it. That was a last, duo last and a half. Yeah, we, that's like low-key forgotten, but like, yeah. Man, no, we uh, we went into it a bit uh, last episode talking about the whole Galchenyuk news, and uh, it's obviously developed since. Um, but at the time, we, yeah. it was kind of like a thing, and we talked about the Galchenyuk 
Galchenyuk uh, Gallagher uh, relationship also, and and as well as being influenced by certain players like Brandon Prost or who or and his father or stuff like that. So, anyways, uh, I I let everyone who's listening go and go and listen to that because we actually went pretty deep into it. Uh, since then, obviously Galchenyuk's uh, done the right thing and and he's looking for opportunities in Russia. So, guys. Um... I kind of feel like I already know the question, uh, the answer to uh, from Alex here, but I'll ask, I'll ask it anyways. Which active player would you like to have on your team from another organization? Alex, you want to go first? Or you want to take some time to think about it? March, do you want to go first? Yeah, March, go first. What the heck? <laughs> oh, um, uh, I, uh, I, this is uh, your uh, chance where you, is... you can name a player. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything reputation-wise. Bring him on. Salary cap is not a problem. Uh, I'm going to say I'm probably going to – well, okay. Like it's so easy to say McDavid, but at the same time, I don't want to say McDavid. Um, I'm going to go with um, – No, don't say McDavid. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Okay. Oof. Alex? That's a good one. Um, man – Active player, Jesus. Um, I, I'm gonna have to say McDavid. Like, there's no way you can go around this question without saying <laughs> that's McDavid. true. That's true. Yeah, there's I, no like, like there's. <laughs> you could try. You could try and be interesting, and I, I was trying know, to be interesting. No, I'm not trying to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 no, but, no but, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a very, no, yeah. but honestly, Vasilevsky. Like, yes, absolutely. It wouldn't be a bad idea to have a good goalie, but like, the Canadians need. A goddamn attacking superstar machine. So that okay, that, well, that fills well, my up. turn to save the day here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with McKinnon. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, I love McKinnon, but we need to bring back Jaren then. Oof. Uh, how about uh, yeah, Drouin, uh Can can be uh, roommates with Gallagher in Arizona and call it a day. <laughs> okay. Um, Listen. I'm- <laughs> Drain, Drain, I don't know. He looks pretty good at this three-on-three league that we're at. I know. He just looks oh, yeah. have been He is scoring. Yeah. Like he is happy. Like, he is signing Dude. autographs for kids. Like he is. Dude. He is a different guy, man. I right knew now. it. I knew it, guys. I knew it. Is he league minimum right now? Is he on okay. league, league minimum with, with uh, Colorado? No, slightly higher. Slightly higher. He's at eight hundred thousand, like I think, or that something. Yeah, like that. league minimum. But so. my goodness, like I'm telling you, okay. uh, a comeback season. Anyways. Yeah, but um, yes, comeback season. But tell yourself, he will have never have done that here in Montreal. Like no matter no, what, no, you no, say, oh, but you know what? I what agree. could have been? The thing is, it just would have never happened. So it's I, not I even, there's no point in even thinking about it. No, no, I agree. Like, like my I, my ideology is like if okay, if Sergey, if that trade never happened, Sergachev would be uh, getting three points a year with David Savard. So uh, there let's you go. not go crazy here. <laughs> hey, I'm going crazy here. Okay, listen. Alex, you, you probably don't know this, but Sergeyev is my favorite player in the league. So, anyway, yeah. Jan. Well, yeah. yeah, he could, he could have been all of our favorite player. Mm-mm. Exactly. I have to disagree oh. here. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I was gonna. I, I was gonna say like let's let's go over the the boring question that's been all over Twitter, uh, but like who's better? Who has a better career than uh, um, between Malkin and Kane? Um, I don't think we have time for that unless you guys want to. You know, quickly say words on this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm not too passionate about it. But if I had to pick a, a, a player to 
to build a franchise, I would go with uh, Patrick Kane. So I would say Kane too. I would say Kane yeah. as well. All right, unanimous. Um, he's going to go down as the best U.S. player apparently. So yeah, um, of all time, unless Matthews uh, challenges that. So. Yeah, Matthews won't. Don't worry. I don't think so. I mean, this guy's already got three cups. He, whoever, wherever he goes next, if he goes, he could possibly win a fourth. This guy is unbelievable, and he's a winger. I mean, listen, I, I, I like Matthews, but Kane is is. I just wish I watched him in his prime, prime. I did. Yeah. Um, let's end it on a festive note here. Um, oh God. Uh, <laughs> Uh, roster change is happening with Hockey Night in Canada. What do you guys uh, think of this? Uh, are we uh, popping champagne or what? Well, who's in and who's out? I think McLean's back, no? I'd see, so so since since we've actually looked at this question, they've 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 said some things about how apparently Bieksa and um, what the heck's his name? I, uh, why am I forgetting it? Ron McLean. Yeah, Ron McLean. Yeah, those guys are coming back, Danny. Okay. So, well, I mean, I, well, I mean, listen. That, but... If if they're coming back, like for me, they didn't really make big changes. Yeah. Well, if they, I mean, Jennifer Botterill and uh, who else is there? That's it. So well, also, uh, Kelly Rudy. Kelly will still be there. No, Elliot Freeman. I I love this guy. I mean, he, he I is the Freeman. only person, and BXI as well. Like he puts a little bit of humor in there. Um, but I'm gonna divert a little bit the question uh, with my own answer. I'm gonna say, I hate PK for signing with ESPN and not Hockey Canada. He should have been on Hockey Canada. We all know it. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been he, he, dynamite. He just never... No, but it's just... It's a good deal, but the ESPN obviously did a really shit job of yeah. doing it. So you never see PK. No, you don't. And like... You got uh, Chelios and uh, and Gretzky with his uh, Draft Kings and I don't know what. <laughs> the Draft like Kings. And they have like exactly. an empty net and they're shooting at it with their suits. Like it's a like, command. So he just has like less influence than, than we would have liked. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. Your answers, guys? Any, any I, thoughts I, about Canada? I mean, I think they need a change up. But I mean, I, I, BXA, zero opinion. Ron McLean, I think it'd be nice to change him up. I'm tired of him going on like these spiels for like 20 minutes. Just let's move. <laughs> let's move the show on. I just love the way TNT does it uh, with Bissonette. Um, like, like having someone like obviously they wanted it to be someone like Bexa, but uh, I think like what they have there. Like I've actually watched TN- on TNT because of that panel. Like it's just so fun to watch the like the segments in the intermission on Hockey Night in Canada. I usually just put on mute unless it's the. Um, Me too. When it's Friedman talking, because he usually has really good insights, but that's usually during the second intermission. So that's right. Yeah, if they don't yeah. add one big name or one good name, I mean, it doesn't have to be big, but at least one good name, uh, then uh, next season it's uh, it's on mute. Unfortunately, <laughs> we go back. Okay. Um, last one, not really hockey relevant. Twitter going to X. Any thoughts? Are we gonna start Xing now from now on? Or yeah, see so you on X. We're gonna be posting. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, X videos. Yeah. <laughs> X yeah. videos. And... Well, listen, it's it's the joke you have to make now. I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, I was just gonna change your he, career. He could have. He could have. He could have just really 
just kept it all together, but no. But I think it's because there's a lot of other shit that's coming that like he wants to make this into like an app that does like literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think like it kind of looks weird now, but I mean, maybe soon we'll look back on it and say like, you know, this is not that crazy. Like, you know, even even the Twitter blue at the beginning, like, you know, it was crazy. But like, I don't know. I, I never I think like everyone got over it. Yeah. People who said they were all going to threads and this that? <laughs> yeah. Sure. No. Like threads was cool for like about two days. Not even. And then like I absolutely hated their algorithm. Of course. And I hated like how it looked, and it was so uninteresting that like I just stopped posting on there. But I did know, the same. People... I mean, I didn't even post anything. I just created the account. I took a look around. People... You, you can't even see the people you're following. Like it shows you like your friend's friend who liked something from Pakistan. Like that's how that's what you see. You know, like it's, yeah. um, I don't know. No, no, seriously. I, I agree. I, I deleted the and, account as soon as I deleted mine. But those are the things that yeah. they can't delete their account. You can delete their account. But I, I just like, I don't like, I think people just like to hate for the sake of hating. And also because Elon Musk has a certain political stance, like yeah. people are more inclined to hate everything he does. Yeah. But like, Sometimes it's just like they're they're trying a bit too hard. That's it. March, last thoughts before we end the, the episode. Uh, to tell you the truth, I don't really have. To be any. honest, I don't even want to end the episode. I could go on for hours <laughs> here, but uh, uh, this has been so. We, we awesome. already have. I was. I know, I know have we've been on go- Twitter spaces. Yeah, we have too. Yeah, I mean, we don't really do a whole lot of that because uh, uh, it's well, we don't really get people joining as much, so. We and we kind of been like the whole podcast idea for us was to bring our our our, our conversations here onto a platform that we could share out and and you know like once we get Friedman on in a, in in a year we'll we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> we have made it but uh, uh, at, for this point like like our our idea was okay let's do uh, let's just put our voice on this platform and just talk as if we're in a space in a sense. Um, and we discussed that in our first uh, episode. But, anyways, um, I, I I'm almost stealing the words out of Danny's mouth because he, he usually does this. But uh, if we have anything else, I really want to thank you, Alex, uh, for for joining us. I mean, this was really really awesome. And I got to tell you, this is probably I mean nothing to okay. I, there are friends. They're 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 good people, but nothing to Colin or Sean. Patricia had a great episode as well. But this was so informative and so fun to listen to. Like I'm gonna listen to this a few times over because this was so cool, and I just want to thank you again. Thanks, I really appreciate you guys. And like I said, uh, March, like you know, I've been I've been following. I know you're you're a diehard hat fan, just like me, you know. So, like when it comes to this kind of stuff, like I'm I'm always down. So <laughs> cool, awesome. Thanks a lot. But well, once you guys, uh, dude, once you guys are on uh, the new Sportsnet panel, we're hawking out in Canada, like. We're getting you back. We're getting you back up. <laughs> no, I, I mean our yeah. door is always open. Listen, uh, there's been crazier things that have happened this year that I would have never thought that would have happened in ten thousand years. So yeah, I'll who, say maybe. Who knows? Hey, jeez. Have Sun TV popping up on Sportsnet? Yeah, uh, it's already happened. So I mean, yeah, if, yeah, if, if, if La Poche Bleu does it on TV as well, why not? Yep. <laughs> All right, guys, um, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much uh, to both of you and the audience for listening in. And we'll see you again. Thank you, guys. All right, see you.